I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Wow, that was a vibrant, and I'm Brian Ackley right there. That was presidential almost, I'd say. Listen, we are out here doing big things. It's a very exciting time of year. It, Valentine's Day was this week. 33 days till spring as of the day we're recording. How can you not be excited about that? You've done way more research on the proximity to spring than I have, but 33 days? Well, there's a sign at the register at the package store that tells me. So I'm up to date. <laughs> of all the places for there to be a sign. I know. And honestly, like of all the places for us to discuss on the pot, like maybe like you drive past the golf course, 33 days till spring. Like that would be a great sign for the golf course. Agreed. Booze bags or booze bags. They're drinking if, if it's winter, if it's summer, who the fuck cares what season it is? I agree. I, I'm going to a liquor store no matter what time of year, personally. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why they, they have it posted, but I, I saw it written down in, in chalk, ready, ready to erase for the next day. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Well, either way, though, cra- crazy time of year. We had the Waste Management, which is obviously a, an electric tournament year in and year out, on the same, the final day, on the same day of the Super Bowl, and then the day after the Super Bowl is Valentine's Day. What a, what a crazy two days that was. It, it was wild. Um, did a lot of smoking. Um, the meat came out great. Smoked oh, you were smoking wings. Meats. Smoked some baby back ribs. Um, mm. It was great. What was, um, what was your favorite? The ribs or the wings? The wings. The wings just came out so so good. Um, yeah, I, I I can't wait to. Uh, I used the um, what was the uh, spice that you had sent me? That one of them that I used. Uh, oh, the. Uh roasted garlic something right yeah. yeah i smoked wings too and i used the exact the only reason i sent you the picture of the seasoning is because i had just bought it like an hour before you texted me oh it was um, delicious. it was the um roasted garlic and herb um, oh yeah so we did half of those and then the other half i did chipotle roasted garlic oh they're just the roasted garlic and herb i think were better but just delicious um mm. Very, very, yeah. very pleased with the meal um, for the Super Bowl, and um, not not so pleased with the WM outcome. Not gonna lie, um, I had a ticket for Thigala, um, so obviously that's a bummer. But he played so well. Um, I'm super excited to. Uh, I, I'm just super excited to see where his career goes. Um, oh, he he looks like. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry to cut you off there, but I, I think it's crazy the success he's having just in these last few weeks, like at the beginning of the season, because before our fantasy draft, like two, maybe a month before our fantasy draft, you and I were talking about Thigala and how we both like had seen him play. I don't know where we like found out about him necessarily, but we were both saying how like, oh, like I'd love to have him on my fantasy team. Like he's like a great like, I think he's going to be huge. Like, I think he's going to be one of those guys that's like consistently in the top 20 for like a while kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and um, it's like, it's panning out. It's like weird. Like, I'm like, I, I never like see stuff like that coming. kind of thing. Yeah. He played well in the corn fairy tour last year. Um, he was the, um, a Haskins award winner, which is the award for the most outstanding collegiate golfer in the U S. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Pepperdine, right? That he came out of Pepperdine. Yep. Um, the guy who won it the year before him was Matt Wolf. Um, there's a lot of, there's some definitely guys on, on this list that not everyone knows about. Um, 
Bo Hostler won it back in 2016. McNeil. He was in the mix. Yeah. Last week. Was it the the week before? uh, Not WM, the uh, whatever tournament was the week before. Yeah. I guess more people like in 2007. Uh, Braden Thornberry um, from Old Miss, he won. And then in 2018, Norman X I O N G, um, he won. Wait, Braden Thornberry of the Wild Thornberries? Of the Wild Thornberries, yes. Um, Nigel and Donnie. Uh, uh, Justin Thomas, um, Roll Tide, won it. Never heard Alabama of him. Back in 2012. Cantley the year before. Russell Henley the year before. So nope. you've certainly got. Some uh, some big names on this. Tiger Woods won it uh, in '96. It you know it it shows that you know a golfer Dude, to win this that's, is gonna have some composure, right? Like those names that you just gave us. That's kind of uh, I guess I don't know. A, a few of those names are like big time, like Justin Thomas, Russell Henley, who who are one of the other two like very popular guys. Yeah, uh, I mean Phil also won it. Uh, Phil won it actually three times. Stuart Sink, Tiger Woods. Matt Kuchar, Luke Donald, Charles Howell, uh, Graham McDowell, oh, Hunter Mahan, like, Bill. It's got to be intimidating to win that. You know what? Because, like, you're like, oh, like, I got shoes to fill. Like, I got to keep going. Like, if you think about the guys that won that and then went on to have like successful careers, like, you got to, you got to do something. And then there's like those handful of guys, like, never heard of them. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, he just, he, he has a, ton of composure out on the golf course and i i think it shows um if you're watching the whole weekend um the broadcast was really only showing him very um very sparingly they there were such good marquee match uh match groups uh on thursday and friday that he just wasn't going to get the cameras following him like yeah. someone who bet on him would want to be seeing, but he was just so confident with his swings to the point where it was almost like, like some of his swings were so sporadic. You're like, what are you doing? But then he would recover. Like he'd put himself in these bad positions. Um, after the first round, uh, he wasn't able to finish his round. He had to play the next two holes, uh, very two hard holes, uh, eight, and nine to start the next day. Bogus them both. Like he would have slept on a, uh, 18 hole lead, which I had put in a ticket for. That would have been great, but fuck me. Um, and then he slept on a 50 hole of uh, 36 hole lead. Then he slept on a 54 hole lead. Like this guy was in the marquee of all marquee groups and he kept his composure. I mean, he had a, like was not intimidated at all. He said he was, but he like, he, he played through it. Like, he may have felt like that, but he he played through it. He birdied two of the first like five holes. Um, he he didn't. I I don't think he lost the tournament. I I wouldn't say like oh he no blew it. Like he had a bad break on seventeen, but yeah, it's like yeah. I, I even saw in his. I think it was his presser after, or maybe like a different interview after the fact. But he said he's like, if that ball lands a yard to the right, it kicks right, and I'm right next to the hole, and like I could have like not a, maybe not a tap in but pretty makeable putt and like other but it landed a yard to the left kicked left and went into the water right no it, so like there's it's it's tough but I, it's funny that you brought up what you brought up because i was going to say what impressed me most about him especially on the weekend is was it saturday or sunday that he had like two birdies in the ter- first five holes so on for saturday he double bogeyed the second hole of the day on Sunday, oh, he yes. birdied. And then he birdied three. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what I was going to say is what impressed me most about him was he got himself into trouble, but it didn't affect him mentally. Like he had like a lot of like mental maturity on the golf course, which I feel like a lot of those rookies just don't have. And I feel like that's a really large part of the pro game. Cause like those courses are so tough. Like it's not like, I don't know, like when you come from the corn Ferry tour, like we've heard people say like those courses are like almost easy. Like it's like a birdie fest and, I remember Ballo said like there was a weekend he shot 12 under and didn't make money or something like yeah. that. And it's like, when you go to the, the PGA tour, like those courses are fucking tough and like, you can't let one wayward shot get in your way. And there was plenty of times, like he had a couple like wayward drives. Like he had a way, he tugged his drive on one on Sunday and he made par, you know what I mean? Like he was like being very like a lot of, like perseverance, I guess is the word I'm thinking of, but that's what impressed me most about his game, especially on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, he kept his spirits up. He had a he had an errant shot on Saturday. He hit a fan and takes a yep. selfie with the fan. You know, fifteen seconds later, fan was kind of a bitch. Oh, yeah. he, the dad had to do all the talking. He's like, "Yeah, you hit my son." He's like, "What? Get, come on, you can't speak to Sahith yourself, Sahith." Yeah, you're at a fucking golf tournament. You should expect to get hit. Jesus ah, Christ, dude, yeah. he has some fucking swag too, which I love. I think I texted you what was it Thursday or Friday, and I was like, "Dude, I just love how he just like." He's just like, he knows he belongs kind of thing. And he just mm-hmm. acts like it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that'll definitely bode well for his career. Um, and I have him on my fancy team. So I'm ex- super, uh, I'm super excited to see where he, um, how, how he plays this year. Um, you and I both did bet on him too last week. So, um, you know, that was certainly beneficial, but um, just going forward, I'm just super excited for his career. Um, yeah. He just had so much swagger. Like you said, that, it's very exciting to see yeah he's yeah i think he's going to be fun to watch for sure but um i mean hey scotty scheffler i love my i love me scotty too like uh, i'm glad to see he won i apparently so i wasn't able to watch the last like i don't know like hour to hour and a half of the tournament just because we were traveling we were going to julia's parents for the super bowl we were driving around like you get there the super bowl's on like the golf's not on so i didn't i didn't see like the very end but apparently he missed one on 18 Apparently, that would have won the tournament for him. That was like very, very close. It was like a four and a half foot putt. And Kev, let me tell you, um, I don't know actually. Like the Super Bowl's on, golf's not on. No, no that, I don't know anything about that. Um, by the time I turned on the Super Bowl, there was four minutes left in the first quarter. That is because the WM Phoenix Open didn't end before then. And I don't give a shit about the Bengals and the Rams. I mean, Did I you stay home and watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, we have a with your three with pup. your three ladies. Yeah, I mean, the wife, the daughter, and the pup. Yeah, where are we going to be bringing Charlie? But yeah, no, we stayed home, um, smoked some, smoked some meat, and you know, we were watching, we were watching golf. I, I told, I was like, listen, Courtney, I have fifty-five to one on Tigala right now. Like this, it, I need him to hit, and um, oh, it, it just didn't. I mean, it, it's he's gonna get one this year. I'm I'm confident that he will find himself in the winner's circle this year. But yeah, um, so oh, we're yeah. very dialed into the WM. Did not even uh, think to turn on the Super Bowl. Um, well, yeah, if I was at home, I probably would have had the WM. I would have at least been flipping channels. You know what I mean? But I, I can't go to someone else's house and be like, "Hey, listen, like I know like the most important football game of the season's on right now, but." It's fantasy golf season, and I also have some money on this boy, Sakit. 
Yeah, I so mean, we gotta turn this it, you don't think it's fair to be like, listen, I know that 100 million people are currently watching this channel right now, but there's about a million people watching this channel right now. And I really need to see what's going on on this channel. I saw a clip of somebody at the Super Bowl on their phone watching the, the watching golf. Oh, I tried to put it. I tried to pull it up on my phone. But, dude, so for whatever reason, the cable company I have, I can like I can watch my cable on my phone but there are certain channels i yeah. can only watch on From my home. wi-fi yeah. what's this bullshit dude it's bullshit it's it's they don't want uh, i don't know what don't they want they don't want me to have a good time they don't want, want me to watch the golf and the football well what sucks too is their local channels it's cbs nbc yeah. like you can watch the golf channel it's you like have the to be three your, channels right exactly that's what i'm saying like you can be um you can not, and we're talking about Comcast. Let's be fucking clear. Or oh, least, I have Spectrum. Oh, well, so Comcast does the same thing. Not a sponsor, nor will they ever be. So it's clearly just the local channels that they're doing this with. Because yeah. I can watch the Golf Channel anywhere. But if I want to watch like CBS or NBC or Fox, it'll be like, yeah. no, you need to be in your home. And I'll be like, well, fuck that. Like, and your home's Wi-Fi. Like, I can't be at my parents using their Wi-Fi. Like, right. Pisses me yeah. off. I don't know. It grinds my gears, dude. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, You know what? I've been meaning to um, get into this with you. This is totally off topic, but I really don't want to forget to bring it up because I I came across another one of these videos today while I was scrolling on the social medias. All right. Why are there still people running over people with golf carts? Oh, my Lord. Like You've seen these videos, right? I haven't seen one in, in quite some time, or I don't think I've seen one recently. But no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And they're completely unacceptable. Like um, you can literally kill a man or like severely injure them. Yeah. And like, what do you say after? Like, yo, my bad. I fractured your skull and broke three of your ribs. And like, you're out of work for six months and you've got 30 grand in hospital bills. But like, it got yeah. 30,000 likes on Instagram, dude. My account's blowing up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I totally forgot about this whole crate. I feel like this was going on like two years ago or so. Um, and then I one came up on my phone earlier and I I, ha- I went right to my notepad. I'm like, I got to write this down. So I make sure to bring it up on the pod. But just, it, I don't know. Just no, don't com- do that. No, it's completely unacceptable. There are things that you don't do. And I don't, that, that's something you never do. But there are like pranks on the golf course that I've done. Um, I've, they were Pranks that I would only pull when you're younger, when you're not. Let me just give you a specific example. Um, and I only realized this prank because it got done to me. I The prank was done to me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that, that could be funny. Let me do it to other people. So when somebody's not looking, you undo the strap on their golf bag. So when they hit the cart, their bag falls off the cart. All right. Well, when we were growing up and the set of golf clubs we were playing with cost $75. Okay, that's fine. Um, your club was literally made out of wood. Um, like, Kev, I remember hitting rocks in my, like, in my yard with, with golf clubs. Like, they were so shitty. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, well, you, also, you didn't pay for them. <laughs> that also helps. You know, what I mean? you know, you bring up a great point there, Kev. You bring up a great point. Um, it definitely helps that you didn't also pay for them, so you don't care what happens to them. Um, but nowadays, like, 
I'll fucking, I will fuck you up. Like we will, we will not end on a good, we're not going to proceed through this hole without something happening. Like, and don't make it me get disproportional and like snap your fucking three wood. Cause you just like dented my putt. Like you dented my shit. There's no code back from that. Like, how do I, 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 no, that's bad news. Bad news bears. Don't do that prank. Um, yeah, we all better be very drunk for you to pull that prank for me to not care in the moment. But even if that happens, I'm going to be really upset in the morning here's the, <laughs> or here's later the, in the day, whatever it might be. Here's the only time where I would think it would it could almost be funny. It would have to be like we're in the fair or like we're in the rough somewhere. Yeah. And like where you're driving is gonna be grass so like yeah your irons might clang together but like your your like putters a protected yeah yeah like for sure but like you. yeah but like the cart path like and you just hear the like like sounds like yeah. samurai swords are being clanged together like no oh, yeah that's rude it's rude don't do it um no it would piss me off i um when i played in december up here like two months ago or whatever and i got paired up with i was talking about the guy in the dolphins hat and the hawaiian shirt or oh whatever. yeah oh yeah i remember the color combo there's this one hole at this course that like it's a severe hill uphill to get up to the next t-box or whatever and i was pushing they were riding and as they drove by me his bag actually both of their bags fell off the back of the cart now that i'm thinking about it there was no prank involved. These guys were just fucking idiots and never strapped in their bags. It's like, oh, it's man. a miracle they stayed on the entire time. Like, this was on, like, the eighth hole. I've seen it where people will, they don't put the strap through, like, a handle. They just, like, put the strap around the clubs. So if yeah. they hit a big enough bump, they, the clubs yeah. will bounce up and go down underneath the strap and you, they could fall out that way. Um, but that is, I've, I'm in the market for a bag. I've, I've, I've mentioned this and that's one of the things I found a bag that I really liked, but one of the reviews said, take note, there's nowhere to strap your bag in on the front. And I was like, I don't like that. Oh, so my new bag that I got the Titleist bag, um, has its own. So like there's the handle and then above the handle, there's a specific slot for you to put your, um like the strap through whether you be on a cart or a push cart or whatever that's awesome that's awesome. yeah it's actually nice yeah. so i'm still in the market but the connecticut golf expo is um this week um i i will be out there well i will be out there at least friday um catching up with uh fred over at uh link strengths for sure um got that interview coming up later in this episode um hell yeah but, we do. yeah so i'm i'm in the market for a bag i uh, needless to say uh no shoes but uh but but a bag I was actually scrolling on uh, TGW.com this morning looking at shoes um, just because I, I, I was saying I wanted to get another pair. So the foot joys I got last year, they stopped making. So I'm trying to find a white pair in my size. I wear a size nine. I, I do. So apparently I went to get new running shoes a couple of weeks ago and like the place I went, they like measure your feet or whatever. Apparently I'm a size 10. But I wear size nine shoes because I fucking, I don't know. I grew up playing hockey. So I was always used to just having like my feet jammed into like skates and stuff. So like, I just like to have like my shoes be tight. Okay. Um, anyway, so I wear size nine golf shoes. Everybody's going to make fun of me for having small feet. We can edit this out too. Size um, nine's a little small. Yeah, it's a little small. Um, and 
the shoes I want, they only sell, I can only find size nines in narrow or extra wide. And it's driving me nuts. Every website I go to narrow or extra wide. And I just want to find one site that has them in a regular size nine. So I can have a nice white pair of shoes that go with my black shoes Damn. and be done. And it's really upsetting me. I'm sorry about that. I'm glad you brought I'm sorry. that up. I got to go. I got to go. I'm upset. <laughs> um, so last week's tournament was epic. The WM is always awesome. But I mean, we saw. Um, so before I get to the, the crazy events that happened with Hall and Ones, um, let oh me just God. let me just preface by saying last week when I was reading my lineup to you guys, um, one thing that I forgot to mention is that you need to keep in mind did I tinker? I tinker. I I mean, my fantasy goal, uh, my fantasy football name was uh, Life in the Rough um, as the location. Clearly, that's where I'm more I'm at. But the team name was Tinkering Daily or Daily Tinkering. One of the, one of the two. Because like Courtney, like she'll wake up in the morning. It'll be like seven a.m. She looks over. I'm on my phone. She's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm just like comparing players in the in in the app. And it, it, I always overthink things like. I'm like, dropping. <laughs> you're talking to the right guy here. I do the and, same shit. And I like, I'll be like dropping players that I've drafted before the league season even starts. And it's like, what do you not th- do you think those players undrafted are better than this guy? But anyways, all right. So as I go down the rabbit hole, so last week I said, I, I told you my lineup. Um, we had a couple issues. Um, so I, I said, we're, we're going to be starting uh, KH Lee, Webb Simpson, uh, Tagala, Michael Thompson, and um sam Ryder. now what i ended up doing is i i cut sam Ryder. um i don't know why i just panicked i i was it was in the middle of the night and i just cut him i and i picked up andrew putnam who isn't bad um he ended up playing um no he sucks he didn't make the cut he missed the cut by one stroke but um webb simpson so Sam Ryder hits a hole in one. So, and obviously he played well, shot like six under seven under for the, for the tournament. He made money. FedEx cut points. Uh, Putnam did not do any of those things. So fuck me there. And then Webb Simpson, like the night before the tournament, he decides to withdraw. So I'm not going to drop Rory, Kevin, Nodge, Justin Rose or Cameron Smith. So I just had to rock it out with four guys. Um, I do have the gala. So like, I was hoping that he won, uh, clearly he did not. Um, but, uh, Kev's boy, uh, rookie to the league, Matt DaCosta, um, ending up with the victory. Um, he had Scotty Scheffler, um, and he also had, uh, was it Justin Thomas? Who was his other top 10? Yeah, I think so. Um, so he, he ended up taking first place. Uh, my cousin John took in second, and then Johnny um, took in third. I ended up in in a tie for sixth place with Nate, and you were uh, tied at fourth with Derm. So we're off to a hot start. Um, Dennis, sorry, bud, but he came in last. Um, he, he's get he shout just, out. Just get. I think in. we got a shout out last place every week. Well, I after I said who like in the group chat like first, second, third. He responds who got last. And I didn't yeah. like look at who got last prior to it. And then I was like, oh man, oh, that's you. Shit, we got we got I don't run- have anybody's number in the group chat, really, other than like like oh, I, my I buddies that, that I invited. I know, and I I it was gonna be too much to go through it all. So like I didn't 
I was like, why is this kid asking who came in last? And then like I saw the couple of responses that I started like audibly laughing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so that's you know, that's how the fantasy golf got off to virtual golf last week. I played well. Um, I didn't lose a single um hole. We pushed, I, I won the first, I won the first three holes, then we pushed the next five holes uh, or maybe I I won the first four holes either way. Um, And then on the last hole, he puts his tee shot into the water and it was a par five. And I was like, all right, well, this got this in the bag. So I won, I won my match. Um, I don't think I won any skins though, um, which is unfortunate, but my cousin, John had four fucking birdies like douchebag alert. This guy shot two under. Um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so his uh, handicap of eleven two that's certainly going to be dropping um, very, very soon, and mine will probably as well since I shot three over. I'm, I'm, that's going to bring John down like five strokes from an eleven shooting two under on nine. Yeah, that's like shooting four under. Well, I it the eleven is like on nine he would get either five or six strokes. The eleven no, is I know, but I'm saying like in. No, the 11 would be his handicap for like an 18 hole match. So he's getting like five. Yeah. So he yeah, shot. So that's like what I'm saying. Like minus six. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like yeah. fucking wild. Uh, yeah. Christ. So he, he's definitely, yeah. Sam Megan, son of a bitch. So he's definitely hey, going to be in he's the, on the scramble team. This is what we need. Yes, for sure. We'll, we'll take it. Um, In my matchup this week, I'm playing Nate, um, who I'm very nervous uh, about. Um, they could be a problem out there, bro. And he's gonna get like, I'm I'm gonna be giving him like three strokes, and he's yeah. gonna outdrive me by a hundred yards. Don't let his distance intimidate you, Brian. Play I, your game, and let your game do the talking. Yeah, I know, I know that like that's what you have to do, but it's so difficult when you're getting out driven by like seventy yards to just like just play your game, like. Oh play. yeah, no, I, I Nate fucking pounds the ball. Yeah, it's crazy how far he hits the ball. Uh, but there weren't any um, any ridiculousness with the Mulligans uh, last week. There was oh, the, my opponent. He hit one that it on the screen. It hit high up on the screen, but it traveled very low on the virtually. So and then it yeah. went in the water. So I was like, yeah, that that looks shady. So he he got the mulligan there. And then somebody else challenged one because he shanked one up in the right-hand corner of the screen, but it, the numbers didn't work out for him. Um, so, uh, so he didn't try to uh, – he didn't look again. But, I, you know, besides that – That's got to be embarrassing. Like, oh, let's well, see if that's right. Like, no, dude, you just – I think up. it's a group that, like, collectively does it. So, like, they'll encourage each other to do so. Like – yeah. Um, yeah but that's all right um so it'll be a crazy week this week me versus nate um we'll be we'll be chatting that'll be fun though yeah no it'll it'll be it'll be good uh at least you know you're gonna be on the same sim with somebody um oh so wait i feel like in prior weeks you've like not known who you're playing yeah the the website was in shambles but they they got 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 a new person running the league and now it's very mildly being updated. I know who I'm playing. I, I none of the scores are posted yet, but 
I got, I did get an envelope of cash last week. Um, I was paid out for week four skins, um, which is cool because week four was the first week that skins were eligible while uh, weeks one through three were handicaps were being formed. So uh, a little quick 25 bucks, a little quick 25 bucks cash. in the envelope. A little cash is good. Buy some claws, yeah, dude. Cash is good. Oh, buy some transfusions. Ooh, definitely buy some transfusions. Um, so Jordan was the problem. <laughs> I think she was one of them, but she's no longer with the company. Um, well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I noticed she's left the company and now you're getting paid for your skins from six weeks ago. So like, was Jordan the problem with like, I, the yeah. organization of the league? There seemed to be some, but I think there was also issues with like people taking their sweet ass time to like oh, okay. play okay. the tournament. Like, cause they didn't show up for what? For no, that's fair, that's fair. I don't want to put anybody on blast, but I was just kind of curious. But, yeah, no, it was um, shameless because of Jordan. So I got to play some virtual this week. I've, I've actually played twice, but the first time I played, I got back together with the Pats. Oh, yeah. First time, three of us got back together to play some G. We were only able to play 16 holes due to oh, no. uh, time constraints, which no. kind of sucked. Yeah, it, it was, it, yeah, it was brutal, but it, it was a good time. I uh, that, Sorry to uh, cut you off there, but um, you're good. I, I do want to um, mention something because – when you go to virtual golf, and I, I understand their schedules, like they're they're booking these uh, these simulator bays for a specific amount of times, but then they'll say like, "Oh, do you want to warm up the, on the range for a little bit?" And it's like, well, I mean, I kind of want to hit some balls, but I don't want to come to the end, and all I need is six or seven more minutes, and I can't get that because we spent right. it on the range. Um, which is it's just kind of an unfortunate thing about it, but th- there are a lot of places that will, you know, if they yeah. don't put the timer on, maybe. Um, yeah. So we tried to extend just like 30 minutes. Like we played 16 holes. Like we were close, but um, we tried to extend. There was just somebody right. We played 10 to 12 on Saturday morning. So like there was somebody coming in at noon or whatever. Um, so we couldn't extend, but it was actually, it worked out because Pat Tats and I both got there a little bit early. So like we got there and like were able to hit a few balls on the range and then Nelly got there like right at 10 or whatever. So we just started playing. Um, so like we got to warm up, but still teed off like on time, <laughs> time kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I feel like it sucks when you're like just trying to rush just to like finish the round. You know what I mean? I feel like you can't totally enjoy it. I, well, you definitely don't enjoy it. Um, I also think you and I are a little bit different here. I think you and I both play very fast, but oh, uh, you you play quicker than me though. Your pre-shot routine is a lot quicker than mine. That's where I think the only time difference is. Um, yeah, people, we, we're setting like land speed records here for like uh, the time we like leave the tee to walk to our ball. Um, yeah. And like club in hand is like stopwatch that shit. But yeah, the only difference is the pre-shot routine. And I, cause I just, I don't, I mean, I'll check out the ball, look behind it, see what we got, go up, left foot, right foot, waggle, waggle, maybe one more waggle, but no more than that. And then it's just ready to go in my head. It's almost like, I'm not, if I don't have it now, I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to keep looking at this ball and things are going to get better. So, and for the longest time, I did basically the exact same pre-shot routine as you. And then I now do that. I don't want to 
it's kind of similar to what Justin Thomas does before he tees off, but it's not really a lot of golfers. Thing. A lot of golfers you see on tour. Yeah. Do. So I do that. And like, so the thing I do, it was originally meant, I, I basically learned it when I went for a lesson. It was originally meant for me to do more of a straight takeaway. Cause I had this problem where I would take the club away inside, which I still kind of have. So it was just like a cue for me to like work on it. And then I would go into my swing. Now that problem isn't really there so much but i that doing that little trigger move helps with my tempo yeah so like if i don't do it it totally throws off like my whole like shot thing but i want to get away from doing it because like i don't necessarily need to do it anymore yeah kind of like it just sets me into a rhythm kind of thing but it adds to my time like i notice it on the simulator like it doesn't matter on the golf course really like, cause like you said, like I get to my ball quick and like, as soon as it's time for me to hit, like, I'm just like standing over the ball ready to hit. But like in the simulator, it does add like a lot of time. When you add up all, you know, say yeah, 80 shots. You, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um, like, it's essentially twice as long to swing the club. And there are guys in the, in our league that um, take like practice shots and or oh. practice practice swings and i first noticed it i was in another bay i i i wasn't even playing on the same bay as this person and then you just hear the whew, and i look back at my cousin john I was like what was that swing and then like he kind of like laughed and like put his head down a little bit and then after i like hit my shot i went over to him i was like what the fuck was that he'd be like he takes practice swings i was like what i was like what do you mean uh but with his driver i mean just a lot of energy yeah. usage uh going on right there um but hey like to each tired. their own i mean <coughs> he can hit some over 300 yards so to each their own but not for me no not at all so anyway sorry didn't mean to get us down a rabbit hole but um yeah played with the pats um we get there and pat tats he's like hey i got a little something for the boys i sent you a picture of this but he gives each of us a it's this divot repair tool that is a it's a hockey stick and like the shaft side is like the divot repair part and then oh, yeah, the blade yeah. side it's like the happy gilmore putter it just says just tap it in <laughs> so i was like amped up got that at the beginning of the round sick um we end up playing true north I think that's down in what, like Scottsdale? True North? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's Scottsdale area. It, it, it was like kind of like desert type course, but um, I was striking the ball well. I had actually gone to the range two days before because we had a warm day and was just kind of working on some stuff. Carried it over to the virtual golf. Hell I yeah. shot nine over on 16 and I had a triple on like 14, I think it was. Wow. And it was partially because the simulator no, here was a little go. bit. No, so, so I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. On our, I don't know if you have this at Oakwood. I don't remember what it looked like. So like on our simulator, you're looking at the main screen and it's like your vision of the hole. But then off to the right, there's like an aerial view of the hole itself. Yeah. Do you I have got, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Okay. So my main screen looked like I was aiming straight down the fairway, but the little map on the right made it look like I was basically aimed like 90 degrees to the right into the woods. Uh, Maybe not 90, maybe, I don't know, 50 degrees off to the right. 
So I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't know, like this main screen looks like I'm just like hitting a straight shot. I'm just going to trust that. So I hit it like on that line and I hit a good shot, but it went straight <laughs> out into the woods oh, no. essentially. Cause it was following like the aerial view. Um, so I had to like basically drop and hit again. So I got a triple on that hole, which like drove me nuts. Cause like I was, I was playing well. Like I was, I mean, without that triple, say I got a bogey on that hole. I'm seven over through 16. Like I'm playing well. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like my thing with virtual is if I'm hitting, like striking the ball well, I score well, but if I'm not, I can't, I, I said this on previous episodes, like you can't manage your way around a course on a simulator. Much more difficult that it's absolutely sure. For sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, felt good about it. And then I was actually able to get out today too. I went by myself just for an hour and played, um, now, how long did it take you to play 18? Uh, did you, were you able to get 27 in or yeah. by myself? Um, I played 18. So I played 18 by myself and I played the front nine of a, like just like one of those like par three courses that they have on the simulators. Yeah. And I set it to auto gimme's like once you're on the green. Yeah. Yeah. And I played another nine holes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, I played Harbor Town. Um, I was not playing well. I couldn't hit a fucking ball today. I shot 89. Um, well, no, I mean, I don't know, like not terrible, all things considered, but I had several triple bogeys, a couple doubles. It was ugly. It was just, like I said, it was my ball striking. Like I wasn't striking the ball well. And I had a lot of like, um, in between shots where you have to hit like a low punch shot. That's going to run for a little while. And I felt like a lot of those didn't end up being very accurate. Well, like the, yeah, like they the don't. Yeah, that. you got to play a, a regular golf shot uh, on simulators, in in yeah, in my opinion at least. Um, oh, yeah, like I hit a uh, so like just like one example of it. I was it was like a dog like left, and I was stuck behind trees on the left, so I had to punch out like into the fairway or whatever. And on the thing, it's like oh, you have like 150 yards. So I tried to hit like a low knockdown like punch seven iron that is like a 130 to 140 shot for me. Um, and it went like, I hit it good and it went like 40 yards because like it said, it went low and it like hit the grass. And like, once it hits the grass on the simulator, like it just stops. <laughs> you know uh, yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. So it was like, I had like a couple of things like that, but it was a good time. If I can get out twice in a week to play virtual golf. Oh, absolutely. I was able to get out also on Friday night, um, playing with Dan St. George. Uh, we went over to Blackledge. They've got a couple simulator bays open, and it's oh, nice. Yeah. I had no idea they had a simulator there. No, they. I I I'd heard that they, they did, but I had never. I hadn't been there before. Um, but it's nice. They've yeah. got tables and chairs set up around it, so we got some food while we were playing. We ended up playing thirty six holes. Um, wow, it was Is that nice. closer to your house than Oakwood. Yes, by oh. like, two minutes but probably about oh. like five miles oh okay yeah because hebron it's just yeah. like you know all back roads. left right yeah right 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 yeah um yeah no so it was it was awesome to get out um and play and it was cool like because we entered our handicaps in um when we started oh. so like when it was putting our scores out it was with the handicaps um no, so it was a lot of fun. We we played well. Um, obviously, your boy brought home both Ws. That's what he does. 
Um, Definitely. Um, wait, you put your handicap, like, what do you put in like your virtual handicap or your real handicap? So he, uh, Dan's an 11 and I finished the year at a 12, five. Um, okay. I said, I'll play to an 11. It, oh, like, so you just played to the same handicap. Yes. Oh, okay. I was just um, curious. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like on the simulator, it's tough to play with. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm anti-simulator, I guess, because I played no. poorly. on. Yeah, no, it's clear. Um, I'm just crying so, over here. Simulator. Yeah, so we played Pacific Dunes uh, and we played Pebble Beach. So Pebble Beach, I ended up shooting a 68 and Pacific what? Dunes, I shot a 63. These are with handicaps. <clears throat> yeah, so essentially I shot a a 70. Oh, those are with four. handicaps. Yeah, yeah. You put your handicap in to start the round. And then as you're playing, it gives you your net score. Wait, didn't you send me pictures of your scorecards earlier yeah. this week? Yeah. And you were like, You didn't. Did you tell me that in our conversation? Yeah. yeah. No. Really? Yeah. yeah. Because I definitely would have, there needs to be more context than, oh yeah, I shot a 63 and a 68. Like, yeah, well, I remember looking at it and I was just like, I don't know, like, I feel like my brain was just like in a blender for a little while. And I was like, a 68, like, I'm like, I mean, I guess it's the same. I remember I asked you, I was like, what, what did you have gimmies on? You were, I think like you said 12, 12 feet. feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were playing with handicaps and 12 feet gimmies. Yeah, so I mean, uh, let's well, keep you it. better break 70. I, I was hitting greens. So, I mean, yeah. I, I was playing well. Yeah, so that was awesome. Not as awesome as watching. So I needed to go back to last week's episode real quick because I had remember saying that, like, I don't know if I'd be up for, you know, getting up at 3 a.m. and running to the, the stadium on 16 and waiting. And yet, you know what? After watching it, yeah, I think I'm in. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm after good. this year. Yeah. Uh, just oh, fantastic! What they got to see on um, over the weekend was was amazing. Sam Ryder um, with his ace on Saturday, but there were other instances. Like there were good chips uh, that people. Justin Thomas. Thomas Tassi, in. Yep, exactly. Um, how shitty does that have to be for the grounds crew there? For the volunteers well, dude, there, like, I'm thinking about the guys coming up behind everybody. Like, that's, like, at the end of the, like, that's kind of fucking with the green. Like, I'm not against, like, what happened. Like, I love the celebration. Like, I'm all in on that. But I'm thinking, like, if, like, thousands of people are just throwing their beer cans onto the green, like, yeah, they can pick up all those beer cans. But, like, beer is just, like, seeping onto the green. It's getting wet. Like, and then you're hitting into the screen and trying to make putts. Like, it's got to be tough. Yeah, it's just. Or at least tougher. Yeah, yeah, it's just something that's kind of like accepted. And I forget who it was, if it was Cantley or Scheffler. Um, but on 16, one of them had a long putt and it looked it just like all of a sudden the ball bounced and they were talking yeah. about it in the broadcast. And like, I think it was Cantley. Uh, and you know, who's to say? Like obviously that's just a talking point that they can use or po- a yeah. possible story to go after. Um but it's also weird to think he wouldn't have seen that. It, like if there was a, like indentation in the green, like yeah, like uh, shit like that does happen. Not on sixteen, you know what I mean? Right. Like I've seen shit like that happen, even on like the nicest of courses. Like that that will happen every once in a while. Yeah. Um, 
Carlos Ortiz also had a hole in one on Sunday. On Sunday and then yep. did you see he almost also made a hole in one on 17? Like he's, right after? He's the first person to eagle back to back holes this year. Yeah. Um it was I I mean I was watching it live and I remember looking at it. I was like, oh, please go in. Please do it. Like, how sick would that be? Back to back hole in ones, one of them on a part four. Yeah. It, I wouldn't even play 18. I'd be like, all right, see you guys. I got to go home. Well, you got to. You got to sign that card. Got to get, gotta get uh, that yeah, paycheck. I guess. I guess. Like, it's a formality, Brian. It's a formality. What else happened on? Oh, fucking Joel Damon, Joel Damon and Harry Higgs. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> When I was watching that happen, I was, I I like almost didn't believe that it actually happened. It was just so when, like I saw Harry Higgs, like throw his shirt up and I was like, oh, that's hilarious. He's been talking about it all weekend. And then you look over at David and he just rips it off and goes full helicopter with it. Oh Oh. my God. What a moment for golf that that's going to, that will be a historical moment for golf. Dude. It was, I was just like watching it and all I could hear is like, Pity pop motherfucker, take your shirt off, whip it around your head just like a helicopter. And then you see the most unathletic looking white middle-aged guys just letting it all out, just like, oh yeah. Like well, what a perfect guts. two guys to do that too. Like two of the best personalities, like both just like hilarious guys. Like two guys you'd want to have a beer with, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like that's so funny. Yeah, and not just that, it's two guys that wouldn't just have one beer with you. Like Joel Damon would be like, All right, listen, I only have a 12 pack for me. So, like, I we'll have to stop for you. Um, but this 12 or course, this this for me, my guy. Oh, yeah. Th- those you're gonna have a bag of beers with those boys playing 18. They get after it. But so the one thing, one final thing we need to touch on from last week's tournament. Um is is our picks um this week so what we what kevin and i are going to be doing we are going to be releasing we're going to call it the four pack pick them boom the four pack pick them that's all i was trying to say brought to you the by fppe fppe brought to you by pint golf last week you had some hot picks um we got we had some outside betting tickets also where you cleaned up on even further but for your four pack pick them you ended up with sahith thegala for a top 10 finish plus 600 max homa for a top 20 finish for plus 260 sam burns top 10 finish plus 400 and then abraham answer a top 10 finish at plus 400 as well and uh so clearly uh the gala that hit uh kev remind me what um, so I actually had Sahith Thigala for top 20 at plus 600. Max Homa did hit, and then Sam Burns and Abe Answer. I know Sam Burns did not make the cut, and I think Abe might have missed the cut as well, but either way, they, those both lost. All right, but uh, either way, he went – ended up – he went two two four. He, he went 50-50, yeah. but with those odds at hitting plus 600 and hitting plus 260, I mean – Kev is in the winner circle for sure. He definitely had a payday um, on Sunday. I unfortunately did not. I ended up going with uh, 
Power is a top 20 finish. That didn't hit. Thigala is a top 40 finish. That hit. I wish I just had more juice on him. Obviously, I had him as a winner, but that was outside the four-pack pick'em. Um, Kevin, also, though, we must say, just as a side note, he had Thigala plus 3,500 as a uh, top five finish, so that mm. cashed uh, Kev a, a, a pretty penny there. Um, Before the I- tournament. You love that. Um, and then I rolled the dice on James Hahn and Wyndham Clark. Uh, both of them did not, did, they didn't show up. I think both I like of them those bets when you sent those, though. You know, I actually think that both of them have a good chance. They're, they're not going to be my pick them in, in my pick them this week, but I think both of them have, an, have a chance um, for those to be uh, decent bets this week. Um, but Kevin and I, what we will be doing is we'll either be releasing our picks uh, Wednesday evening or Thursday morning before the tournament. Um, so you guys can follow along to see what we, you know, what we went with to see if you want to uh, dabble in on that. I know that Nate did. Nate, Nate said he liked the juice on Sahith last week. So he, I'm pretty sure he just, uh, doubled all your bets. So, um, um, Nate definitely was, uh, definitely rolling in the money between that and his puck line fucking degenerate bets that he's doing. Um, this week, um, like I said, we'll be getting our picks out. Um, probably Wednesday. I feel like Wednesday night's probably going to be the best. That works for me. Thursday, Thursday morning's tough because like the tournaments start so early, especially if they're on the West Coast. Got to get them out early. Let the people know what's going on. I like I it. I love the Genesis too, by the way. Let oh, it's that. awesome. I mean, now that it's sponsored by Tiger Woods too. Um, oh, it's <laughs> going to be way better. And he's um, going to be there. This is going to be like his first appearance in a while. Um, no, it's, it's going to be super exciting. I've, I've got a couple picks locked in already. Um, as I said, we'll be releasing those on Instagram Wednesday evening, but in terms of any winners, Kev, not just, I don't give me your top tens and top twenties. Is there any, anybody you like to win? Um, there's two guys in my back pocket. I feel pretty strong. Oh, I, I gotta feel like we might have the two same guys Are these guys that have like they're not like top five guys, but they have good, good looking odds that you have, uh, have in your pocket. One of them is a little bit longer. Um, one of them is 80 to one. And the other is, Oh, I don't have anybody. 80 22 to one. one. So Cam okay. Smith and Luke list. Okay. Uh, we don't have the same two. I love it. Um, I, I think both of them could play well this week. Um, I do have a ticket in on Cam Smith as a winner. I don't have um, one on Luke list. Um, I just think, he could be a very interesting play at plus 8,000. Um, he like said that. this is one of his favorite courses to play. Um, the last time he said that, he won the golf tournament. So just something to keep in mind uh, on Luke List. You know, it, it could happen. And 80 to 1, those are some pretty good odds. So I like of, those odds. What, what? Who are you looking at? I went with guys that had a little bit better odds that I still felt like were long shots for those or good odds for those guys. So I'm, t- I'm taking Victor Hovland at plus 2,500 because he's been playing good golf lately, but did not play well last week. So I think he's going to have a nice comeback week. And then listen to this Jordan Spieth at plus 4,000. Hmm. I really like those odds on Jay Spieth. I mean, those are pretty long. Um, those are pretty long considering, you know, Jordan Spieth. Um, I like them. I, I, I think both are, are going to play well. I'm a huge Victor Hovland fan, huge Jordan Speed fan. Yeah. Um, and both certainly have the. You're going a little bit longer odds than now. Now you got me scrolling. Now you got me scrolling, Brian. Well, I think Mark Leishman is another. All, all Aussies, this is something uh, Aussies play this tournament well. 
Leishman is another. I don't think he's as long. I don't think he's eighty to one. I think Leishman's maybe like around fifty to one. But this you is know, a who's strong not field. a bad guy. Maverick McNeely plus nine thousand. I'm pretty sure Maverick McNeely is like from. It is like it, the it, same town. Yeah, yeah, Riviera, it, it, right? Yeah, it's his home course. What? Um, oh yeah, what are that's, some... that's not bad. What is Sahith? I don't know. Uh, plus thirteen thousand. Ten to win thirteen hundred dollars. Um. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to uh, to the tournament. Um, before we get there, actually, the tournament's going to be Thursday. So my lineup, pretty sure I've got the Gala, Cam Smith, Kevin Na, Rory, and KH Lee with uh, Putnam and uh, Scott Stallings on the bench. So I have the option to put either of those two guys in. But I think I'm going to roll with the lineup I've got in right now. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. I only have three guys playing in this tournament. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's all right. I mean, it, it's yeah. early. I, I don't think I'm going to do any adding and dropping either. I'm going to start in DJ, Ryan Palmer, and Doc Redmond. That's all right. Those are three. DJ could win it. So, I mean, you... well, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm betting, or never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll release our picks tomorrow right. or on um, Wednesday. Well, I just saw that Fred is now in the Zoom waiting room lobby. So let's get him admitted and uh, talk to him about Link Strings. All right, we've got Fred here from Link Strings, and we couldn't be happier to have him. Um, they have been blowing up over the past uh, two years, I believe. It's been about two years, right, Fred? Yeah, we launched in the summer of 2019, so two and a half years, I guess. Uh, feels like not even a year with, uh, you know, yeah. a couple of winters, a pandemic. So, But, uh, yeah, summer of 2019, we launched. Awesome. Awesome. Well, appreciate you um, joining us. And um, if you could, I mean, I know Kevin and I are familiar uh, with Link Strings. We certainly consumed our fair share of them before, during, and after our rounds. But for the listeners who aren't familiar, would you be able to just talk a little bit about the company and, um, you know, how you got started and where you are now? Yeah. So we make a ready to drink vodka cocktail in a can. It's called a transfusion. Mm. Uh, And if you are a golfer, it's a pretty popular golf club cocktail made with vodka, ginger ale, grape juice. Ours, like I said, is ready to drink. It comes uh, all pre-mixed in the can. Um, We use uh, natural ingredients, no preservatives. It's gluten-free and 7% ABV. Um, All in a uh, standard 12 ounce can. We sell them in foursome packs as we like to call them so uh oh nice uh, yeah that's the deal that's that's the product that's awesome now would you recommend drinking it straight out of the can or would you say it, it goes better over a uh, cup of ice i don't know i like to say just drink the transfusion <laughs> yeah <laughs> as much as you like but um i think it depends i'm actually drinking one right now out of the can um i think it just depends you know if you're hanging out around the house barbecue maybe you want to pour it over ice you're out in the golf course you got to cooler on the side of the car i don't know do you want to mess around with a cup and ice it all depends i mean uh, however you like it nice and cold is what i would say but have it cold for sure yeah yeah no. absolutely I, in the middle of summer out there a, a cup of ice is going to be melted by <laughs> on the fairway of one anyway i feel like yeah. so just keep them in the cooler keep them cold but you know you bring up uh, a good point in the middle of the summer i would say probably with a cup of, you know try and grab a cup of ice too as long as you keep it ice cold i mean it's it's a ref- listen it's a nice alternative to a beer it's a refreshing cocktail um you know that you could have out on the course without having to wait for a bartender and getting it poured you can bring a few of them with you um, mm-hmm. so so where um just take us back a little bit how'd you get started how'd you come up with the idea so i worked in the golf industry for 15 20 years i was the head of sales for the pga shows 
And then I left the company to go work for a small startup golf technology uh, event management company and was going to a lot of corporate and charity golf outings on a pretty regular basis uh, here in the Northeast for, for the most part. And people were drinking this cocktail, the transfusion, like it was going out of style. I, I knew about the drink. I, I had it before, but um, I, I didn't realize the following, the, the real following in the golf space that it had. And uh, came up with the idea to, to can it. This is back in 2017-ish, the end of 2017, I think. And then um, my wife and I were talking about it and you know, we're, we're <laughs> this is a little later in our career to be starting our own business, but uh, just felt like you only have that light bulb moment once in a while. And uh, we decided to go for it. You know, I, I really felt that we had it wasn't just that it was a good idea, but we also had this built-in audience, a community of people that knew the drink. You know, uh, if I came up with a craft beer, no offense to anybody, that does I, I just it probably would have been a little more daunting for me because I'd say, all right, what's our point of differentiation for the you know taste good, good packaging? But at least here we were saying we're going to be the first people to do this. We were going to take this cocktail that you know we're putting in the can, and it was a, a little bit before the ready to drink movement that's happening now. Um, so, uh, we decided to go for it. My wife came up with the, the name Lynx Drinks and she created the packaging with, with my help. And she, she did the website, she does the social media. Um, and then, uh, we, we ended up getting a, uh, we had no beverage industry experience. So we ended up, uh, hiring a consultant that helped us, uh, take our, you know, concept from paper napkin to the shelves. It took us about a year. Um, and by the time we, we, we had our, shit together <laughs> we, uh, we launched in the summer of uh 2019 so um yeah i mean we, we i think we established proof of concept that year we ended up getting you know close to 100 accounts here in our you know home state here in connecticut and then uh, uh 2020 the pandemic hit we weren't sure if i'd sell another four pack and then uh we had five more distributors came on board with you know golf booming and grab and go products, you know, being popular. We, uh, for us, we took off It put us on the map, I'd say. Yeah. And, uh, we're now in 16 States and a few thousand locations and, and, and trying to add more. So. Yeah. That's awesome. You would, it's funny with the pandemic. Cause I feel like a lot of industries got really hit by the pandemic, but if there's two industries that maybe not took off, but <laughs> still plowed through, it's the golf industry and the liquor industry. Cause oh, everybody no. was playing golf and everybody was drinking. So per perfect you, timing. You for out, sure. huh? <laughs> yeah, no, not even a question. Perfect, perfect timing. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And if that's, you weren't able cool. to get out golfing, you were just home drinking. So literally there was no pause <laughs> in that sales cycle. Right. And absolutely. let me tell you when we started, I was doing a ton of research, you know, for RTD ready to drink cocktails and, you know, there were a couple that you may have heard of, and then I would go on liquor store websites or other sites, and you'd see none, you know, or maybe three or four. Now, you know, go on to a popular chain liquor store, they get 30 pages of them, I and mean, they're just yeah. popping up all over the place. So it's crazy. It's like every mixed drink you could possibly order at the bar. It's like there's a there's a pre-made like Jack and Coke now these days. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's yeah. wild how how that's taken off in the last few years. Yeah, they say it's uh, the largest growing category right now and, and kind of uh, like the seltzer category was a couple few years ago. A few years ago, I mean, it's been it's been that quick. Yeah, and we all know how that's going. That's yeah. <laughs> through yeah. the roof still, you know? 
hey, we just we're in the game, we're in the space. We just have a you know get a little piece of our nut pie transfusion, and uh, that's all. We'll see see what happens. That's awesome. So where that's um, some of the places, obviously we're located here in Connecticut. A lot of our listeners are uh, in the Northeast. Where are some of the larger places that people can go to, um, to get this either so online or in the stores? Yeah. So we're in, well, online, you can buy through our website and that directs you to our online uh, e-commerce partner, BevMax, which is a liquor store here in Connecticut. They have uh, mm-hmm. 10 plus stores or a chain, um, but we're in every total wine, in, uh, in all the states that carry our product. We're in uh, places like ShopRite and, and all of New Jersey and Trader Joe's. We're in Stu Leonard's. Um, so those are some of the largest, larger retailers. And we've got some really cool, you know, popular golf courses carrying our product like uh, Wingfoot, Baltus Raw, Beth Page, uh, Whistling Straits, Keough Island. So, um, but yeah, if you go on our website, we have a full list of all the locations available in, in all the states. That's awesome. Do you uh, do you have an end to go play those places or what? <laughs> I would say no because I haven't played any of them. I'm too busy working. Um, <laughs> Put their orders on hold. <laughs> Maybe someday. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I bet. What would you say was like the biggest barrier to entry? I, I know, like you obviously said, you have like all the golf experience and everything, and you had like I would sounds like even like the event type experience might translate somewhat well, but. Would you say like kind of getting into like the liquor side of things? Was that kind of the toughest barrier to entry or what was oh. toughest for the company? You think? I don't know if there's one, there's definitely not one. Tough yeah. area. I mean, I would just listen, just starting your own business period is, is a lot, right. Just from scratch. Think of, you know, I was like, okay, we got this great idea. Now what? All right. Well, I figured it wasn't a, a very, you know, intensive, like overhead type of uh a product we weren't going to have a you know a brick and mortar store but i mean you have to think of everything okay how, how do we even make the how do we get the recipe right and if, you, know, you got to find a flavor house who's going to make it for you how do they make it to scale and then you know geez with all the supply chain stuff now you know you have to have all your 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 your, your raw goods your ingredients your the cans there's been a can issue um i, I would say I don't know if it's the toughest thing, but the biggest learning curve is that you have to think of everything. You know, I don't work for another company where I can rely on the finance department, the operations team, you know, the sales team. We have to think of everything. I mean, you know, even down to just, you know, when you're shipping product out, you you make sure, did it get picked up? Did it get delivered? Did it get delivered properly? Okay. Then we got to send an invoice. I mean, every facet of the business is, is something you have to stay on top of. And, and I'm really a career sales guy. So, you know, I figured, all right, we make this product and I'm just going to go, well, you know, selling like crazy in the golf courses and, and, and the liquor stores, but there's, you know, way more than that, of course. And I figured there would be, I knew that, but just every little detail. You got to think of that every little. Oh bit. yeah, I'm sure. Like every answer you get, you get ten more questions that you didn't even think you had before, kind of thing, right? Yeah, and you, I could spend all day uh, worrying about like an invoice, you know, or something like that, or following up on a, you know, some operational type stuff, and you know, it doesn't impact sales. And when it's, you know, when you're it's your own company, you, you get stretched in. So, um, you know, there's there's just so many facets, but I, it's fun. It's feel like you work all day but it doesn't feel like work 
when you're working for yourself, you know? Absolutely. My next question. So obviously like Link Strengths is pretty, like even just like the name itself and, and the logo itself is pretty golf specific. And like the transfusion itself is just a very popular drink within golf culture. Yep. I have no idea why. Like, I, <laughs> do you do you happen to know why the transfusion is so popular within golf? No, I don't. I mean, if you if you look it up, it se- seems like it dated back to the Masters. And there's some articles I read about even Eisenhower. You know, President Eisenhower being the transfusion guy. Maybe he started. I don't know. Um, I. I think it starts maybe at the club level, the, the country club level. It's a, it's a popular yeah. there. And then, but it really, it's kind of this hidden secret because in certain parts of the country, certain courses, if you ask, you know, 10 golfers, they all know the drink. And then, you know, we just came back from the PGA show, which is, you know, annually 40 or 50,000, you know, professionals and PGA professionals and golf community people and, nine out of ten people never even heard of the drink so oh wow i'd say uh that was the those both of those reasons were were why it was very enticing to start the business we you know you had a built-in customer base but a lot of upside wow that's that that really shocks me would you say a lot of the people that weren't familiar with the drink was it geographical distances or was there any consistent no, didn't, didn't really matter across the board. I mean, huh. we watch I'm, We're going to the Connecticut, the consumer golf show this weekend. You were talking about it before we, we came on air. You're going to be, I, I, I'm pretty sure it'll be similar. Maybe not nine out of 10, but you're going to, it's just, uh, there's still a lot of uh, education behind the cocktail, which is great. I mean, uh, so it's, well, it's nice. It kind of makes it like you said, you're a career sales guy. It's kind of like a talking point for you too. When somebody sees the product, they're like, Oh, what's that? And then you can explain the swing, the drink, explain the company, everything. It's, it's nice. Yeah. I think for me, it's, you know, I wanted to have a niche, like a specific focus. I feel like you sure. know, even from a sales team, it makes it a little easier that we, you know, Hey, 15,000 golf courses out there. Let's target the golf courses. Then the liquor stores, you know, the golf course is like your built-in marketing. If they like it, they're going to buy it. You'll sell so much of the course, but then they, they want to have it at home. They got to go to a liquor store and buy it. So that was kind of that built-in marketing. Um, but when I talk to people at a, at a liquor store tasting or, you know, maybe non-golf, it's, it's a canned vodka cocktail. It's, it's like a spiked grape juice. Yeah, sure, we got the golf niche, but it's, it's really just a refreshing canned cocktail. Yeah, absolutely. That actually kind of leads to my next question. Do you find that you are obviously like, like I said, like the brand, the logo, everything is very golf specific. Do you find that you're getting more attraction from outside of the golf space as well? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I, for sure the golfers are, I'd say core, core audience. Sure. But, um, uh, it's, I don't think there's really a specific demographic. It's men, women, you know, like millennials, you know, uh, college age, you know, uh, college students that, can, that are of age to drink, you know, it, it seems uh, be pretty popular there. But um, no, I, it, I don't think there's a, uh, it's not just for golfers, no. Sure. Okay. Um, are there any other, and excuse my ignorance on this, um, are there any other flavors or variety of the transfusion? There will be now. 
Era. So the actual transfusion itself is just the classic that we have out, which is you know vodka, ginger ale, grape juice. There, there is no other transfusion that I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are coming out with two more uh, versions of a transfusion. Our versions, you know, pure innovation. You know, we're gonna we're the transfusion brand. That's that's our product. So we are going to have uh, this is coming out probably another month or two. The awesome. front nine transfusion, which is vodka, ginger ale, and orange juice. And then the back nine transfusion, which is vodka, ginger ale, cranberry. Ooh. So Ooh. those are our next two flavors. And we'll probably have a transfusion light, you know, like with lime, a low carb, low cow version down the line. But yeah, two more flavors coming out this year. That's awesome. Oh, that's that's awesome. really exciting stuff. I love the names. That's Thank great. You. Yeah. My that's wife tries to take credit for all that. I, you know, I'm telling <laughs> you, I have. I know I had some input, but maybe it was her idea. I don't know. I was going to say, Fred, what do you do for the company? It sounds like the wife's doing everything. <laughs> you a lot of credit. Listen, we had a really good article that came out when we first started in Forbes, and the guy forgot to put her name in there. And ever since, I make sure, give my wife a lot of credit. That's uh, a smart man. <laughs> Learned that quick, right? Absolutely. Gosh, that's exciting stuff. So, what um, would you say there were any huge takeaways from the PGA uh, show that you were at a couple of weeks ago? Anything real eye opening, I suppose? Yeah, said, we need know, to many... we need to expand our distribution footprint fast. <laughs> we, I mean, we met so many people from Florida where we don't have we don't have distribution yet. And they're like, you know, where can we buy it? How can we get it? When are you going to be in Florida? Uh, there were a few other states that were really, really. I mean, like Ohio, Illinois. They knew the drink. They we had a ton of leads. So, uh, that was big. Um, I mean, I feel, I know it's our product, so I don't want to, you know, I'm the most critical, but the feedback is, was great. I mean, just about everybody was like, this is delicious, refreshing, never heard of it. Great. How do we get it? Um, so I, I mean, takeaway for me, for us, was that uh, we've got a really good product and, and we need to, you know, have more fun with it and get out there with it and expand distribution. Um, outside of that, I don't know, other than the other takeaway, I mean, it was interesting being there just at this time, you know, the, the trade show and event industry, it's, it definitely wasn't the same, you know, old PGA show, but, uh, but it was great for us. Yeah, absolutely. So where is your dis- distribution specifically now? Like what parts of the country can people I mean, I guess you can probably order on your website from anywhere within the country, correct? For the most part, they don't distribute. I mean, they don't uh, ship everywhere. There, there's okay. There's different restrictions on, on alcohol, uh, shipping alcohol, at least through our website. But um, okay, we are in 16 states for the most part from Maine all the way down to Georgia, the East Coast, the Northeast. And then we're in a few other uh, states like Wisconsin. Tennessee, Mississippi. Uh, am I missing one? I think that's it. And got three or four more in the works. Hopefully, five for for this year. So, but yeah, you can purchase on our website as well. And we're also listed on um, uh, Trisley and Reserve Bar, Mini Bar. Perfect for delivery. Yeah, for del- yep, exactly online. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're almost like a like an Uber Eats essentially, but for liquor or alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Drizzly, okay. yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Do you see like in the states that you're distributing to? I know you were saying like just going to the PGA show, you're finding that like some places are like or like some people don't realize that this what this drink is or whatever. Are you seeing in your distribution that like 
there's certain parts of the country that are like really hot on the transfusion, so to speak, or is it? Yeah, it's tough to tell because we, we, we don't yeah. have the track record, right? It's only been a couple of years. Yeah. And like I said, we're mainly in the Northeast, but the, there's, you know, half of the States that we're in are doing really well. And those are the ones that we've been with the longest. The other half we just kind of launched with last year. So, I mean, I, I would say right now for us, like Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, New York, New Jersey, um, those have been are really, you know, very busy for us. We started to do really well in Mississippi last year towards the end of the year. So see, see how that goes this year. So um, I think it all depends. I mean, you know, again, it's, it's probably, you know, heavy golf concentration, uh, you know, is it ready to drink category? How's that doing in the state? So just a, a variety of factors. Has, has uh, starting up your own company allowed you to play more or less golf? A lot less. A lot yeah, less. I'm going to try and turn that around this year, though. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's only been a couple of years, right? I've, I've got a – now is the time to really to really go you know, make it happen with the business. So, But definitely going to play some golf this year. My game is uh, not, not where it needs to be. So how about you guys? This guy plays more virtual – he plays more golf than I do over the winter. Just going to play virtual – twice a week with a seven week old. I, love the, I tell you, I love the indoor golf facilities. That's another great opportunity for us. And we've been doing well with them in the areas. So I mean, golf just in general with all that stuff, the entertainment side, it's been booming. It, <laughs> indoor it's, golf, oh, yeah. top golf, so we're place like It's great. unbelievable. Um, <laughs> The, the virtual golf scene, I mean, I'm a, I do a, a men's league, a virtual league at Oakwood uh, once a week. Yeah, on I love Wednesdays. those guys. They're one of our clients. They're, they're amazing. Um, and you go on their website and look for, you know, I, you could get an hour here and there. But if you, you know, you and three buddies try to get a three hour, two hour session, you better be looking two weeks out. Um, wow. and, unless you want to play at, you know, 7 a.m. There's just, it, it's so busy. I mean, Chris Cody's at Oakwood at i see yeah it's popping up all over in connecticut we got z strict and stanford all the yeah. way to here we got golf lounge 18 is opening up a bunch of places like crazy and um golf code yeah. just opened in north haven yeah just yeah right we're yep they, we work with them as well yeah that's awesome yeah. that it's probably and, go ahead Gav. So, oh sorry i was just gonna say it's like a obviously a great atmosphere for for you and the product fred just with Absolutely. i mean i always explain it as like if someone that's never been, I'm like, it's kind of like going bowling. Like you're kind of like going I agree. And I was just gonna golf, say that. Exactly. also at the bar at the same time. Like it's like the perfect environment. It's, it's like exactly like the bowling. Drink. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Z strict is, <clears throat> it's, it's a whole other level with what they have going on down there with all those bays. And then that, I mean, really does kind of seem like a bowling alley feel like you could turn around and get whatever you want to eat and then go to a bar. And then it's just so much seems to be happening. Yeah, well, we were we were just at one of the golf lounge eighteen openings. And they had a grand opening in uh, Danbury at the Danbury Mall, and uh, we did a tasting. And then, you know, as I was leaving, I was looking back. It's, it's if you're walking in the mall, you look in. It's almost just like a sports bar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you the golf, that's the bonus. But at the very least, you want to go grab a transfusion and, and sit at the bar and watch watch a game or something. It's perfect. Oh yeah, I've even seen people like a few guys go to play golf and like their girlfriends come along with them and they just hang in the back and, and drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, it is kind of like a perfect blend between like bowling and a bar. It's really, I don't know. I, I love the virtual golf. 
scene, like kind of like for what it is. Like I wouldn't say it's like going out and playing 18. I would say it's more like you're going out for the night. Perfect for the winter though, right? Or all season, rainy day, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did it today. It was great. It's impossible (laughs) to get a tea time around here too. If you're playing public courses. So it's another good. (laughs) It's been so hard to get on the the last two years. It's just been insane. So many people took up the game. It's good for golf, right? Oh, absolutely. Good for business. Yeah. Let's hope. Knock on wood. Keep Yeah. Let's keep it going. Absolutely. Yeah. Go to our website, linkstrings.com and uh, uh, Instagram or Facebook at linkstrings. And if you go on our website, my number, cell phones on there and email anytime info at linkstrings.com. Yeah. We love the support, you know, local Connecticut company and any charity or corporate events out there looking, looking for to, to add to their, their golf tournament experience, reach out to us as well. Absolutely. We were uh, pretty heavily involved in the Easter Seals tournament last year. Um, oh, so cool. we will um, definitely pass that along. Uh, yeah, keep us in mind for sure. Absolutely. Um, well, we look forward to seeing you this week at the um, Connecticut Golf Expo. Um, yeah, make we'll sure you guys there. stop by the uh, Link Shrinks uh, booth and uh, make sure to pick yourself up a four pack. Yeah, taste a sample while you're there. Awesome. Appreciate That's the time, awesome. Fred. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Fred. Take care. All right. Bye. So, uh, Connecticut Golf Expo is coming to Hartford later this week. I'm excited. We're going to be there. We will be uh, walking around on Friday. Uh, reach out if you guys are going to be there. Link strings. A lot of great stuff. We've got George Connor going to be out there doing aim point putting. Uh, Oakwood Virtual Golf. Chris Cody's. They're all going to be out there. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm going to find some. I'm going to find some great deals uh, after one or two of those beverages. Raking some gear. Maybe find yourself a new bag. That's the goal. That is the goal, man. Well, I can't wait for you to report back. I want to find out what you got. And I have nothing else to say to you. All right. Well, I'm Brian Ackman. And I'm Kevin O'Coin. This has been Life in the Rough, the podcast. We will catch you guys next week. See ya. Woo!